Hello, fans and fantasy football freaks. This is the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast, postseason edition. I am your host, Bryant, joined by Andrew and Brendan. How are you guys doing today? I'm good. Hello. I'm having a great day. Oh, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, we're recording this on Friday, so the week is over. Not that that matters to you guys because you don't have jobs, but you know what? For people that work 40 hours plus a week, I'm here representing you. Hey, Fridays mean a lot to me because that means tomorrow we have football. It's football so, time. It's football time. That's Let's that's, go Vikes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's okay. Um, let's start with recapping last week's playoff games. Mm-hmm. Andrew, as much as it pains me, uh, I think you've beaten me in pretty much every aspect of fantasy football analysis this year. Um, it, re- re- it really does pain me to say that. Every time I say that, it takes another half hour off my life. Um, the Bills lost to the Texans. For yep. the first half, I felt like one smart mofo. Uh, the Bills were dominating. Texans looked completely discombobulated. Mm-hmm. And then second half, the Texans decided to play and Josh Allen reminded us what is preventing him from being elite. It is accuracy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I was having a good time the whole way through because I kind of was rooting for the Bills. I like cheering for the underdogs in these matches. Uh, so either way, I was happy. Yeah, and, and truly, I don't think there's too much to take away other than the fact Josh Allen showed us what's, what makes him spectacular. Yeah, you know, we see the upside of what he can be, mm-hmm. and then we also saw the downside. You know, he was he was weird in the first half. You know, he he caught the touchdown from John Brown, which awesome. That was, um, but no, we saw his legs. You know, he's just that he's that spunky, weird player who not a great passer, but he finds a way to make it work. And every once in a while, he makes a huge pass. He's got the arm. Um, but in the second half, we saw the inaccuracy. We saw the bad decision making. Absolutely. So. You know, that's. I think that's the only thing preventing him from entering the upper echelon of quarterbacks, especially mm-hmm. in fantasy football. Um, I do still think he's a top ten option, um, yep. but you know what's preventing him from taking that Lamar Jackson leap is that accuracy. So, yeah. curious to see how that turns out. Other than that, Singletary looked fantastic. Um, Texans right. side of the ball. You know, it was a weird game for all the Texans. Um, I don't think there's any major takeaways, any shocking takeaways. Uh, other than the fact Deshaun Watson's a winner, and they got it done. Yeah, it's kind of what you expected. Uh, Deshaun Watson performed very good. DeAndre Hopkins led the team in receiving. Carlos Hyde led the team in rushing, I guess, besides Deshaun Watson. So, yeah, it was pretty basic uh, Texans game. Uh, the next game is the Titans who conquered the Patriots uh, yep. in a really interesting game. You know, the Titans got it done. Patriots fell short. I think the interesting thing on the Titans side of the ball <clears throat> is Tannehill really didn't throw that much at all. <laughs> you know, it really was the Derrick Henry show. And you so saw that if in, this is a regular season and I had Tannehill on my team. I yeah. Mean, terrible stats. 72 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Eight for 50. Whatever it takes. But yeah, yeah Derrick Henry in the first half was ripping off. 10 plus yard gains pretty much every time he touched the ball in the second half. You saw the, the Patriots defense kind of clamped down a little bit more, um, mm-hmm. but no, they just, you couldn't stop Derrick Henry. So I think the main takeaway is it's Derrick Henry's team and Tannehill is a really good addition to that team. Absolutely. That uh, yeah. Crazy. I'm excited to see what they do next year. Um, I'm curious as to how they approach the quarterback position because you have to keep Tannehill at this point. Yeah. I mean, he's done what Mariota can't. So interesting. I, I, 
this is a fun team, and I actually, now that they beat the Patriots, I am kind of on the Titans bandwagon. So thank you. Finally, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, it Patriots, like eighteen weeks. I, I'm not going to say the Patriots are washed up because I think that's a dangerous thing to no, say. It's just Tom Brady. <clears throat> However, <laughs> shots fired. The Tom Brady situation is interesting. So he's not under contract anymore. He's a free agent. There is a very real possibility, you know, he doesn't end up with the Patriots. You know, yeah. I, I could see him signing with the Chargers or the Colts, you yeah. know, a team that's built to win now. So I'm curious, you know, that obviously it's all hearsay. I don't know anything more than, you know, anybody else knows, but, you know, it's he's a free agent. So we'll see how that turns out. The Patriots are going to have to look elsewhere at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all remember the, uh, you know, the Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre handoff. It was not pretty. So, you know, we'll see if there's some drama in the works. But other than that, the Patriots, outside of Julian Edelman, just don't have a receiver. Edelman did not look good in this game. Um, No one looked good. Yeah, yeah, they just didn't seem like they put it together. So we'll see how that looks next next offseason. Vikings conquered the Saints. Andrew, how much of it was the Vikings being good versus the Saints being bad? Uh, I think it was a little bit of both. I think that Kirk Cousins actually performed really well. I was very happy with that performance. Um, Delvin Cook being back was a huge factor. I mean, he was what won us that game. 94 yards, two TDs. Um, it, it was it was really weird because the Vikings did something that I never thought that they could do anymore, which is shut down. Win a playoff game? It win a playoff game by shutting down a elite uh, quarterback and an elite wide receiver. So that really surprised me there. I was just very happy overall. Uh, throughout the performance, throughout the game. Yeah, no, that was exciting. You know, these this Vikings team, as much as I tease them, they are dangerous. I mean, they're they're a good team. So yeah, congratulations to the Vikings. Yeah. Over to the Saints. Yeah, no, Drew Brees did get shut down. You yeah. really saw on Drew Brees' interception, you really saw the lack of arm strength. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of sad at first. I, you know, I kind of just attributed it it to bad accuracy but after re-watching it you're like oh no he's just an old guy who can't throw that far yeah. anymore um yeah curious to see you know it's another situation where you know is breeze there one or two more years and then teddy bridgewater takes over or but it, you know taste Taysom hill even yeah I mean, Taysom that, Hill. if that's the that's the guy that scared me the most this entire year whenever i play this whenever the team I'm cheering for plays the Saints. I freak out because Taysom Hill is everywhere. So he's, you know, he was the leader in rushing. Um, he caught a touchdown. He threw a 50 yarder. I mean, that guy's amazing. That's that's the big thing I got from that game. Taysom Hill's hmm. just brilliant. Yeah, I wouldn't quite go that far. Um, I, he's a very good athlete. I will yes. give you that. I will give you that. Um, yeah. The final playoff game was the Seahawks beating the Eagles. Mm-hmm. My condolences to the Eagles. Carson Wentz finally stayed healthy for a full 16 games, um, but unfortunately <laughs> was knocked out due to a concussion. Uh, yeah. Not his fault. He was speared. So I, you know, that was not a malicious hit, but yeah, it's nothing you can blame Carson for. That's just unlucky. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, these Eagles team sucks. Um, you know, Boston Scott went from hero to a nobody. Mm-hmm. Miles Sanders didn't impress. You know, Josh McCown played with a, a torn hamstring. Uh, I don't know if you read his injury report, but Josh McCown, his hamstring tore off the bone, which I nice. do not want to imagine. Nice. Uh, I mean, 
Yeah, it makes me want barbecue in a weird way. But, Ooh. you know, yeah, this Eagle team, I just, if they had receiving weapons, it would be a very different situation. But they just didn't this season. Yep. I'm curious to see if Deshaun Watson or uh, Deshaun Jackson is back again next year. Because mm-hmm. if Carson Wentz has options, I think he is able to be a, a top tier quarterback like yeah. we expected. That's what we predicted, exactly. Yeah. yeah. If he has the receiving core, uh, mm-hmm. he can do it, but he just injuries cursed Philadelphia this year. Yeah, and Seahawks, Dios mio, oh, DK Metcalf. I love the guy. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. How much game. fun is he to watch? Oh, you know, one of his biggest knocks was everybody knew he was a physical freak, but they didn't mm-hmm. think he'd be able to, you know, develop a route tree or make those yep. difficult catches. He has proven everybody wrong. He is an absolute stud. And, you know, He's not going to get rookie of the rookie of the year. You know, Josh Jacobs had a really great year. Um, we saw their really good performances, but man, I think he's kind of the unsung hero of the season. You know, I think Absolutely. he could be the future Mike Evans, if not better. Mm-hmm. So exciting to see that. Uh, unfortunately, the emergence of DK has kind of led to the descension of Tyler Lockett. Um, so I'll, I'll be curious to see how we feel going into next season after the off season and, and, uh, I guess training camp, but yeah, yeah, a very funny one A one B situation. Yeah, it could turn into a Buccaneers situation with with Godwin and Evans. That that is the potential that these two players have. Yeah, but no Bruce Arians. So no Bruce Arians. Will they do that? We'll see. I mean, Pete Carroll likes to run a lot, but you know their run game was not impressive. You need a running back to be able to be able to do that. I mean, Marshawn Lynch got a touchdown, but he only got seven yards. Bless Travis Homer got 12. So, yeah, no, it was a fun weekend of football. Uh, the only game I was right on predicting was the Seahawks. I'm um, yep. happy to see the Vikings win. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to this weekend so we can break it down quickly. Seahawks do versus Packers. We all think the Packers are going to win. I, I'm next. going, uh, <laughs> I got to go Seahawks on this one. Yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, I think this is yeah. going to be the closest game for sure. It is in Lambeau, uh, so that, that is a, a little bit in favor of the Packers. It is. As much yeah. as I love the Packers, I think this team is kind of a mirage. You know, our record is better than what I think our team actually is. Mm-hmm. Can we do it? Absolutely. You know, we have Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it, with Rodgers, anything's possible. Would yeah. I expect it? You know, I, it's not as dominant of a team as, as as I would hope. And I think, unfortunately, the Seahawks, well, I, they have been the kryptonite for this Packer team for a very long time. Um, yes. And I'm saying that as a Packer fan. So I, I think the Packers do win. You know, I think Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams is enough at Lambeau to beat the Seahawks. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be pretty. Um, but I think the Packers win by yeah. a hair. It, it's going to be a fun game overall. I think that the Seahawks can pull through if they get their run game figured out. Oh, they're not going. I mean, how can you figure it out? It's I, Travis Homer and Marshawn Lynch. It's going to come down to Wilson with Lockett um, and Metcalf versus yeah. Rogers with Adams and whatever water boy they throw out there. Exactly. Cause they both <laughs> water boy, they both don't have the best defenses. Um, so yeah, I think it could be uh would you consider it a shootout? No, no? I think it's going to be a, a, I think defense will be a, a much bigger factor in this game. Okay. Uh, I think it's going to be more of a slugfest. Uh, Andrew, it's going to be cold. (laughs) It's going to be cold, yes. uh, The Lambo put out a recruitment thing for they need volunteers to help shovel. 
that's the situation at Lambeau. It is cold. I don't know if you've ever played football in the cold, but it is I really hard have, yeah. <laughs> to do. Yeah. And it really does kind of change the overall strategy of how you play. So yep. I think it's going to be a little bit of a slugfest. Could it be high scoring? Absolutely. But I think this is going to be more of a, a defense wins the game, which okay. is horrifying because both of these teams have bad defenses. That's rough defenses, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, going to come down to a weird play. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a weird play in favor of the Packers, weird play in favor of the Seahawks, but it's going to be like that's, a fumble. Or that's a something. good way to put it because they both get weird calls all the time. So. Right. Uh, so, Andrew, you pick the Seahawks. Yeah, because it's not the Packers. Yeah, and, and <laughs> you could very well be right. I think this is the, the closest toss-up there is. I, I, I agree. Yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm going Seahawks as well. Uh, well, you guys can reasoning. suck it. I just don't want it to be the Packers. So, <laughs> wow. Okay, well, let's talk about the next game: Vikings versus 49ers. <laughs> I'm picking the 49ers because screw you guys. I'm going home. Oh no! no. This, this game's got I'm, underdog written all over it. Man. Shut! Oh my god! It's got underdog written all this over. This is our year. Shut this up! Is, I'm not saying this is our year. I'm saying that Kirk Cousins is hot. He's got both. Kirk Cousins is hot. That's hot, that's man. your best argument. I'm, I'm Way saying to go. that you know yep. what well, that argument like about that? him performing on these crucial games. You can't use that argument. Anyway. Oh yeah, he does it once, and all of a sudden he's he a superstar. Last week mm-hmm. he proved that he can do it. Sure. Um, it's it's going to be the battle of the defenses here. Mm-hmm. I I think it's going to be kind of similar to the Seahawks Packers, oh. uh, but a little high, higher scoring. Mm-hmm. I hate you, yeah. uh, and I think you're wrong. Yeah, this Vikings I, team is good. I don't think Kirk Cousins just because he does it once is all of a sudden a good player. Um, I actually really like Kirk. You know, I I, I don't mean to guy. tease him that much. This 49ers defense is horrifying. It is, uh, and Nick Bosa I think is going to just be hanging on Kirk Cousins all day like a backpack. Mm-hmm. So I think the 49ers just wiped the floor with this Vikings yeah. team. You know, it was close with the Saints. You know who's better than the Saints? The 49ers. Yeah, so, Nick scares the crap out of me. Yeah, I, I think the biggest question mark is going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, mm-hmm. we've seen these games where Jimmy G is awesome. You know, he makes those big throws. He gets it done. You know, the Vikings are exploitable. You know, they they do yeah. have a good defense, but you can burn them. I mean, and Debo Samuel is a good player. Granted, I think that's the number one wide receiver right now. Um, but yeah, no, I think Jimmy G's the X factor. I think the 49ers win regardless. But if they destroy the Vikings, it's because Jimmy G's hot. If they beat the Vikings by a bit, it's because the defense smothered the Vikings. Um, and on the Vikings side of the ball, I mean, Adam Thielen is dealing with an injury. Uh, he got a pretty bad cut on his ankle. He has to wear protective padding. Stefan Diggs, and all that. you know, his face is appearing on milk cartons across the U.S. because he's missing. No, he's fine. Dalvin Cook, you know, I think he is the best argument uh, for the Vikings, and the 49ers will neutralize that. The 49ers have been beatable on the ground. You know, they've yeah. been under the radar, much easier to run on than people expect because of the high status of the defense. Mm-hmm. But I think they can focus in on that. You know, I think they can focus on taking away Dalvin. And I think that's enough to get it done. I I don't trust Kirk against this team. I like Kyle Shanahan. I think he put together a Super Bowl caliber team. And I think the 49ers walk away with it. I I think if there's any team that I'd be fine losing to, it'll be the 49ers because that team is so dang good with Shanahan. Uh, But I think it's going to be another close game. I wouldn't be surprised if this goes into overtime again. So I guess it's down to a coin flip. 
on who's going to win the, the opening drive of overtime, but I think that the Vikings can pull through. So you think they can, or you're predicting that? I'm predicting. I'm predicting that the Vikings can. Well, I'm picking the 49ers and uh-huh. uh, Brendan. All right. So I'm going to start this off by saying oh, I'm going to some black logic here. Um, so I, I do believe that the Vikings could do this, but I'm going to use this logic. Last week I picked against the Vikings and they won. So oh, I'm going to pick go. against them again. I'm going 49. There you go. Yeah, they can't make you proud twice in a row. That's just mm-hmm. that's in the Viking yeah. bylaws. It's a smart so, move. Though. It's a smart move. Pick the Niners to win. And uh, if they do, you get your prediction right. Otherwise, Vikings win. You're happy. Yeah, I mean, quite honestly, I'm just going to say this straight out. Obviously, I think the 49ers have a higher chance of winning this, but I'm really hoping the Vikings pull through on this one. Yeah. But underdogs, man. Let's go 49ers, I guess. <laughs> I like it. Next up, we have the Titans versus the Ravens. Let's break it down. The Ravens, this is the Lamar Jacksons. Uh, The Ravens have the best O-line in football, arguably. Uh, And I think the only other team with as good of an O-line is the Titans. So it'll be interesting interesting to see who wins that fight. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, It's Lamar Jackson. If the Titans can contain him, you know, I, I think this game could go in favor of the Titans. He has not shown any signs of slowing down. He's had a whole bye week to prepare. It'll be it'll be interesting. Um, you know, yeah, I'd I, feel I a lot more confident if Ingram wasn't hurt. If Ingram wasn't questionable, um, that's funny. Very, that doesn't bother me at all because I think Gus Edwards is a is probably one of the top backup running backs in the nfl gus has been great when he's been replaced or when he's been the starter he has shown in a big way yeah it just it it, he's not mark ingram i mean mark mark that's funny i like him more than mark ingram really yep i I don't i don't Hmm. i think that that without ingram it's it's just it ruins the balance of of the offense i think so i think that the titans actually have a slight chance i don't think they're going to do it because lamar jackson's just been uh, just amazing this year. So I think that, Oh, I think the Ravens are going to win this. Um, I think their defense is better. I think their offense is better. Yeah. Uh, and on the Titans side of the ball, you know, unfortunately the Ravens do have a fantastic defense too. So yeah. it, it will be tough sledding for this Titans team. I'm predicting the Titans to win this. Ooh. I, I think the Ravens have had too good of a season. And that just doesn't happen. That's wow. You do, the NFL, you can't be perfect all the time. Uh, eventually, you're going to fall flat on yeah. your face. Someone's going to figure you out. We've seen this with the Patriots and their perfect season. We've seen it with Patrick Mahomes last year. You know, the golden boy yeah. who can't be beat falls flat. Somebody figures it out. Lamar Jackson, what did he just turn 23? How, I'm trying to remember how old he was. But he just had his birthday. He's a young guy. He's going to have an amazing career. He, I don't think he's earned his stripes yet. And that's not a knock against him at all. But I think you do kind of get your teeth kicked in every once in a while, you know, mm-hmm. on your way to being that kind of caliber team. I mean, I don't know another example of a young player who has an MVP season that's able to win a Super Bowl. I think this is the game where they lose out to the Titans. You know, this is a veteran Tannehill. He's he's no stranger to disappointment. You know, they're the Titans defense. You know, it's a bunch of no names, but they are playing really good football. They shut down the Patriots. They shut down the Tom Brady team. So 
you know, I think the no-name Titans, the underdog Titans, I think this is one of those weird cosmic NFL games. Any given Sunday, give me the Titans. Yeah, I this these are one of those games where I don't care who wins this one. <laughs> I just I'm so excited for this. I think Derrick Henry against this Ravens defense is going to be so intense. It's going to be I love this matchup. It's going to be so fun to watch. Um, I still think Ravens could pull through, but if the Titans win, I'm going to be happy. Andrew, so who long. do you yeah. think is the better running back, Dalvin Cook or Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry. Interesting. Have you okay. seen the Have you seen the man? I mean, that dude is. I, I have huge. seen him. I He's have seen so, him. I think it's really close. Um, but I think. Well, that, I didn't. I didn't say who's <laughs> who's bigger. I said who's better. <laughs> I think I'm still going Derrick Henry. Hmm, interesting. Um, yeah, again, it's it's really close, but Derrick Henry had more rushing yards. He had more rushing TDs, um, two receiving touchdowns. Yeah, better O line. Better O line. That's a big factor. But yeah, <laughs> almost as big as Henry himself. Mm-hmm. Brendan, who are you picking? This oh, is... Brendan, I'm picking the Ravens. <laughs> well, okay, Jesus you can't make Christ, fun of so someone picking the Ravens. <laughs> You can't make fun of someone picking the favorite. I'm just salty. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I feel very teasy today, so I'm I'm unloading on you guys, so I apologize. Well, Fair enough. My, Fair my enough. wife doesn't appreciate it when I do it to her. So that's why she's here. <laughs> well, I, uh, I don't worry. I appreciate it as long as most of it's directed to Andrew. Okay. That's a safe I'll bet yeah. any day. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think... I, I think I, I'm going to play it safe. I think I'm going to go Ravens on this one. Uh, I think it's going to be a really fun story if the if the Titans are in this one. I'd love that. Uh, but I'm, I'm going Ravens. Sweet. Do you believe in dreams? Apparently not. <laughs> the final game we were previewing <laughs> is the Texans time. versus the Chiefs. I don't think this one's going to be particularly close. I think the Chiefs wipe the floor with the Texans. The Texans barely escaped last week with their life, um, yep. and it was pretty much on J.J. Watt's back and Josh Allen forgetting how to play football. So, you know, this Chiefs team is awesome. You know, Mahomes has had a down season, but by no means is he washed up or overrated. I think he is as talented as it's expected to be. He has Tyreek Hill back, Sammy Watkins. So who can Jeez. who can stop that guy? I just, yeah. But no, I it's agree with you. you know I this, agree with this you. Texans defense is burnable. He has yeah. McCall Hardman, uh, Denard Robinson, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I, I just think this is a a game that the Chiefs just destroy. You know, the Chiefs defense is even looking pretty good lately. So yep. I, I don't think I need to break down much more than that. Uh, Andy Reid, I think, is a hugely better Genius. coach than yeah. Bill O'Brien. Absolutely. So give me the Chiefs in every aspect. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. We disagreed on all the other games, but this is one that, I, to me, is a no-brainer. I think Chiefs all the way. Andrew, if you yeah. were a NFL GM, yeah. and you could pick same price for your team, either DeAndre Hopkins as your wide receiver one or Tyreek Hill as your number one, who would you rather have? Uh, Hopkins. Hopkins, interesting. Yeah. I was expecting a little more than that, but okay, rock on. Oh, you just—I just think that he's just ah. Oh, that's really tough. No, I'm still going. I feel like you're patronizing me at this point. No, I'm not. I'm not. It's really (laughs) close because I like Tyreek Hill's speed, but I I think Hopkins is just the better receiver. 
Yeah, I get it. Speaking of receivers, today's episode is the wide receiver breakdown from the 2019 season, starting with number 10 overall. And before we get into it, Andrew, would you like to explain what type scoring we're using to break down our top 10? What type scoring? I got it's a half point PPR. I don't have the official points up on me right now. That's not what I was asking. Just okay. half point, half point PPR. Andrew. Oh, good. Okay. We did the same I thing thought, last week. We did the same thing. Oh There's a lot of confusion. I thought you needed. I thought you wanted the specific. All that half point PPR. Half point PPR is the scoring, and in half point PPR leagues, Julian Edelman was the number ten receiver this year, uh, which surprised me. Um, I did not have any shares of Julian Edelman this year. From the outside, you know, it seemed like Tom Brady had a very down year. Um, which, you know, I, I think everybody expected other than middle schoolers who play fantasy football. Mm-hmm. 100 receptions, over 1,000 yards, six touchdowns. You know, I, I think this is at the lower end of what Julian Edelman is. I think he has been dealing with an injury. I think he's normally one of the 1,300-yard, six to eight touchdowns. Yep. Yeah, this is definitely an off year. I mean, it's an off year for the Patriots as a whole. He was dealing with an injury, I think, since like week five. Every week he's been questionable. So, yeah, it's definitely due to an injury. Yeah, and I'm curious, you know, with this team, I'm not going to say they're in a downswing because they had they had one bad game. Next season, do you see Julian Edelman ascending or descending? Uh, I'm going to go descending. I I just don't feel confident drafting Julian Edelman. Yeah, he's pretty old now too. I mean, yeah. he's... He's getting up there as well. Uh, and his draft price, I mean, this year, he was, what round, when when was he taken? Yeah, so his ADP was uh, 11th pick in the third round, which if you got him there, I think you're happy uh, getting a top 10 wide receiver in the third round. But yeah, I don't think, I, I wouldn't draft him at that point next year, I think late fourth round. Yeah, no, I, I think you're, and even, I think even that's too high. I think there's going to be other receivers going in that, in that yep. range. I think unfortunately with Brady, I think we may, if he gets this again next season, I think you'd be happy. Uh, I'm yep. frankly shocked. Absolutely. He was top 10 this season. Me too. Speaking of shocked, they made it to, on this list. Keenan Allen was the ninth overall receiver for 2019 and half point PPR leagues, 104 receptions, almost 1200 yards, six touchdowns. Wow. That, this whole Chargers offense kind of laid an egg this season, you know, with the Melvin Gordon drama. Um, you had the just Philip Rivers, old man Rivers just falling apart down the stretch. This mm-hmm. team is just confused. They don't have a leader. They don't know where they're going. They are a boat without a mast. Keenan Allen. Do I'm you think shocked, he, man. Yeah, I think he's going to be playing with a different quarterback next season. Uh, so Tom obviously... Gray. Honestly, I wish. That'd be really exciting. I think he'd be better than Julian Edelman. Um, Yeah, no, I think his value next season is really going to depend on who's throwing him the ball. You know, does he have Tua? Maybe. You know, I could see the Chargers making a move for Tua. Um, Yeah, if if, let's just say Philip Rivers is back. Keenan Allen, would you view him as a top 10 receiver? No. No, I... I don't want any part to do with him. I His ADP this year was uh, 11th pick in the second round. I'm looking at stats here. He had two games where he had over 100 receiving yards. Other than that, nothing. And that was the first within the first three weeks of the season. I, it, I don't want 
this player on my team next year. I don't think that Rivers... I think Rivers is just not performing as well as he used to, obviously. Uh, and like you said, it's all about who's throwing to him. So if Rivers is there, I don't want to touch Keenan Allen. Yeah, and only six receiving touchdowns. And, and he's a yardage guy in oh, this season. Yeah. It just wasn't there. Uh, this was actually a really down year for wide receivers in general. Yeah. Um, it was a really weird bounce back. You know, we lost Antonio Brown. Devontae Adams was hurt. Tyreek Hill was hurt. Kenny Galladay was hurt. You know, there's just a, a lot of players who, you know, wide receivers are supposed to be the safe position. Uh, yeah. And it just it wasn't. <laughs> Mike Evans was hurt. Chris Godwin got hurt at the end. Very funny, funny season. Odo Beckham Jr. So this was kind of a fun fantasy football reset because there's a lot of people who were starting to follow the uh, zero RB strategy. And that was not that great this season because a waiver wire was not good for running backs. And uh-huh. the top wide receivers disappointed. Um, I can tell you from experience, uh, Devontae Adams was not fun to own this season. So no. Keenan Allen, number nine, I, I think you're right. I think you know this is the beginning of the end for Philip Rivers, and that obviously impacts Keenan Allen. I think they do go more run heavy if they keep uh, with Philip Rivers, but if they draft a new guy, I think Keenan Allen has still got some juice. I think if he gets a new quarterback, I think he can continue to produce. Yeah, I agree. Um, I guess another thing now that I'm, you know, vocalizing it, Hunter Henry's emergence, I think does have a pretty big impact on Keenan. You know, that's another big body in the center of the field. That's another body in the end zone. Uh, so, you know, the emergence of Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, I guess Austin Eckler as well as a receiving option. I think all those mouths to feed, you know, did take away receptions from Keenan yeah. this year. So kind of, kind of a perfect storm of, uh, I guess, downside for Keenan this season. Mm-hmm. Still number nine, so you can't complain too much. So Coming in at number eight, Andrew, so you were very close. Amari Cooper, before the season, you projected him for top five. Top five. Yeah, I count that as a win for you. Yeah. yeah. That, awesome. Great prediction. He only had 79 receptions, which is not super high. However, he performed. Uh, over 1,000 yards, he had uh, approximately 1,189 eight receiving touchdowns and he was drafted in the third round. Middle he was third. a real value. Yep. And I drafted him in every league I can get, uh, because I had faith in him and I need to stand by my prediction and it really paid off. I mean, it's week five when he put up 226 yards and a touchdown against green Bay. I was just having the time of my life, man. Yeah. Here's was- the funny thing. Great season for Amari Cooper. Yeah. I still hate him. Like yeah. I, I still, I would, I will never have him on my team because I cannot stand uh, those yo-yo players. It's the inconsistency. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that drives me when crazy. When I mentioned the Green Bay game, two hundred twenty-six yards and a touchdown. The next game gets the New York Jets three yards. Yeah, and that's oh god, I just I can't stomach that. That's was, that's a crazy. I mean, that just goes to show how big he can blow up. He can have yeah. so many crappy games and still end up at number eight overall. That's hugely impressive. Well, he's, a, luckily, he's a specimen. He had more good games than bad games this season. Usually it's... <laughs> that it's, is fortunate. Usually it's the opposite. Usually he doesn't do too hot and then has one or two just amazing games where he puts up you know 20 plus points. But luckily he kind of turned things around. He's getting... Better and better, and I, you know, the connection with Dak was was really good. So what I'm worried about is the contract between those two. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a very real concern. They're going to have to pay Dak 
Uh, and yeah. I think Cooper is wearing a different jersey next year. I yep. think he could be a Jaguar. <laughs> that would be insane. And you you predicted it very early on in the season where you thought that that the Cowboys really want Michael Gallup to step it up so yep. that he can yeah. take over Cooper's and spot. And he did. I, I yeah. think he did, yeah. I think he proved last couple of weeks that that you don't need a Mark Cooper on the team. I'm not going to say you don't need him, but you you can do fine without him. Well, and I guess we are downplaying Mike McCarthy, uh, the new head coach for yeah. um, the Cowboys. He might feel differently. You know, he'll go in and evaluate where they stand. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think I think Cooper is on the way out. I think Gallup proved he is the future and the future wide receiver one for this team mm-hmm. uh, and for a heck of a lot cheaper than Cooper. So obviously his Fair. fantasy value is contingent on where he is. So yeah. I think this might be more towards the ceiling. Uh, than you would like to admit. Yeah, yeah. I'm still, I still have faith in him. I can still, I still want to put him top ten next year. Obviously, there's a lot of things that we need to. Let's know hope he goes to the Patriots. Play, but if he goes to the Patriots, I'm gonna be real upset. <laughs> I'm gonna be, be real upset if he goes to the Patriots or any NFC North team that isn't the Vikings. I'm gonna be livid. Uh, at number seven, just like everybody predicted, Devontae yep. Parker. 72 receptions, 1,200 yards, nine receiving touchdowns. Wow. What the bleep? Holy cow. Where did that come from? For years, for years, this guy was supposed to be the next big thing. Every single training camp, oh, Devontae Parker looks great. Good. Oh, man. This is going to be his year. He's going to show everybody why he was taken so early. Man, um, Blew me away. He was spectacular yeah. this season. Showed a real connection with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Not so much with Josh Rosen. No. Um, but no, he he not only did he make the most of, you know, when a player's wide open, I expect you to catch the ball and make big plays. You know, yep. there's just there's plays like that every season. But he got those, and he also made really contested catches. You know, he really did make those tough catches. You know, he ran good routes. He showed his head was in the game. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was just, I was blown away by his professionalism. You know, yeah. I, I was a huge doubter. I've been burned by Parker fever in the past. So I've, I've taken him with a higher pick than most people. You know, I've, yeah. I believed in the talent and I kept waiting and waiting on it to come into fruition. So I think it finally happened. This is a huge breakout and I don't think you can put that genie back in the bottle. So yeah. I really liked Devonte Parker Seven is probably higher than I would project him for next year. Insane. Yeah, I think he'll be, you know, top 14. Um, Yeah. You know, even, you know, put him at 10, 10 or 9. I'd believe that. But seven, man, that's that's magical. Next year, you can put him as one of those players who aren't in the top 10 who we can predict to make top five. I think that he could, there could be an argument made for that. Obviously, way too early to predict this, but I think that he could be one of those players. But yeah. the part that really gets me is his ADP. That blew me away. So yeah. his average draft position before the season started was in the 19th round pick eight, which means you're going to get him for free. He was on waivers the entire time. He was a free agent. If you picked him up, man, good for you. Yeah, no, I I had Devonte Parker in our <laughs> barely athletic league, and I got him for free. So that yeah. was that was exciting. And this is pretty funny. He was drafted B 
behind Amari Cooper. Yep. <laughs> he was drafted behind Kevin White, behind behind Todd Gurley, and right ahead of Melvin Gordon. When you mention Todd Gurley, when you mention Amari Cooper, yeah. you just feel like those guys have been in the league forever. You know, the first overall pick of that draft was Jameis Winston. Oh my! God. You, you just forget Devontae Parker was a person, but man, yeah. he came back in a major way. Exciting to see, and I, I think I believe in him moving forward, um, especially mm-hmm. if Fitzpatrick is the starter. Oh, if man. they get a different quarterback yeah. and let the quarterback sit a couple seasons, uh, man, I'm. you I'm can talk thrilled. me into it. I, I'm a I'm fan. Thrilled. Yeah, if they draft Tua and then they just start Fitzpatrick for this next season, it, it's Parker could be an amazing wide receiver. Right, yeah. Uh, next up we have DeAndre Hopkins coming in at number six. I feel like, you know, saying disappointing, you know, that's accurate. It was a disappointing season. Yeah, he'd let he, you know. He was good. You know, he wasn't, he didn't have a bad season, uh, but it wasn't just transcendent like you were hoping for. You know, he was, you know, people were picking him as the number one wide receiver this season. Yeah. So, you know, he didn't quite return that kind of value, uh, but in a half point PPR, you know, less than you were hoping for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know about you, I, I think I just attribute it to the offense as a whole. You know, this this Texans offense just wasn't as on fire as I feel like it has been in years past. Yeah, it, it's a weird team. Uh, I I agree. It was it's really the whole Texans offense. Kinda yeah, they were more disciplined. Me. Actually, I think that's how I would phrase it. They were more disciplined and didn't yeah. have to rely on the big plays. I think that's a, that's a good way to put it. Um, but yeah, De- DeAndre Hopkins. He's one of those players where I think you you draft him thinking that he can win you some weeks but i mean there's there's been times week two through six i mean no touchdowns best game was 88 yards i mean he he went on a drought there no touchdowns and just poor games so i feel like those five weeks is what kind of led to that feeling of disappointment yeah and after that you know to his credit he was on fire after that you know he really did pull it together and i think his ranking is because of that little drought there um so i still really like deandre hopkins you know he's my number two receiver going into the 2020 season Mm -hmm. only behind michael thomas um yeah yeah, no he's still the focal point of this offense you know the addition of kenny stills you know did impact his his targets but You know, still very high receptions, 104 receptions. He's a he's a freak. You know, I, I love the guy. He's going to continue to get it done. I still very much believe in DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Coming in at number five, we have a, I, I would consider a shocking entry. Yeah, Kenny Galladay from the Detroit Lions playing with a combination of Matthew Stafford and David Blau. Yeah. Yeah, man. Congratulations to Kenny. He made it happen with not that much. You know, Stafford is a good player. He knows how to give fantasy football players points. Throwback mm-hmm. to the Calvin Johnson days. Um, but no, Kenny Galladay, and he did that on 65 receptions. Um, Ooh, that's that's almost that blows half. My mind. That's roughly half of DeAndre Hopkins. That blows my mind. Um, yeah, and I mean, comparison, you know, Keenan Allen, 104 receptions, same as DeAndre Hopkins. That's significantly less. And yeah. he got it done mainly in the back of touchdowns. Uh, 11 yep. receiving touchdowns this season, almost 1,200 yards. A lot of that was on fluky plays. Uh, a lot of teams were trying to make the quarterback win the game. Uh, and, you know, it usually worked. You know, they gave up a, a 
couple big plays, but mm-hmm. majority of the time it worked focusing on the quarterback, trying to shut them down. Um, but Kenny Galladay, you know, he broke free quite a bit. He is a yep. very talented receiver. Um, and a lot of those were very big plays. So I think the touchdown receptions, I think that's fluky. I would expect a return to the six to eight realm. Um, but yeah, no, I still really like him. I think at the end of next season, we'd be looking at, you know, wide receiver eight through 10, eight through 10. Yeah. That's a pretty good spot. Uh, he was drafted last year, 11th pick in the fourth round, um, back to that touchdown thing. So he had 11 receiving touchdowns. Uh, that is, he had at least a touchdown in every, I think, yeah, within a span of nine games. So there's nine separate weeks where he's had a touchdown. That is really good. If you had him on your team, nine separate weeks with a touchdown. I mean, that's perfect that that'll win you some some weeks there so yeah and and i will say what scares me is the low receptions high touchdowns you know that's that's pretty fluky that's hard to replicate you know if you had him congratulations i mean strike when the fire's hot but yeah no that's that's fluky and i would be weary going into next season you know i think Mm -hmm. he's going to be drafted higher than i would like to take him so keep that in mind for him to repeat what he did this season he needs to continue to be hyper-efficient. Yeah. And I don't think that's what this Lions offense particularly is. I wouldn't change his ADP from last year, honestly. Oh, I, I, I would well, take him higher than... earlier Early fourth round. I think that... I would take him late third. I'll go that late, far. Late third? Okay. Yeah. Um, next up, we have Cooper Cup coming in at number four. 94 receptions, 1,161 yards, 10 receiving touchdowns. And obviously what vaults him up here is the 10 touchdowns in a very low touchdown year. You know, Kenny Galladay, 11 touchdowns. He's in, he's top five. Cooper cup, 10 touchdowns, top five. You know, he, this was a really hard offense to analyze this season. Um, It, you know, it seemed like the rest of the NFL figured out the McVay offense. Jared Goff struggled. This O-line underperformed in a major way. So, you know, Goff really wasn't able to use his deeper threats. So Cooper Cup was his security blanket. You know, I, I think that continues. You know, I think Cooper Cup is yep. still a wide receiver one, but I I would be way Top more comfortable five. with him as a back end wide receiver one than yeah. a high end wide receiver one. I agree with you there. I agree with you there. But he they did pick up some uh some consistency the last couple weeks of the season. If you look week thirteen through seventeen, he got a touchdown in every game. And that's what I like to see. I like to see some consistency. With, <laughs> that's what I like to but, see. I mean, he didn't get 100 yards, but he got a touchdown. That's pretty reliable. But yeah, yeah, no, high, that's awesome. High end wide receiver one is too much. Yeah, for me. great season for Cooper Cup. Um, man, I I think this is near his ceiling. Yeah. He, you know, going into the season, you know, he was having to share with Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, um, and I think the emergence of Tyler Higby the emergence of Gerald Everett. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to work on fixing their O-line. This is going to be their biggest priority they're going to better. the offseason. You know, I think there's, you know, kind of like what we see with, you know, the the Texans. You know, they're going to they're going to share it more and that's going to negatively affect Cooper Cup. You know, yeah. he's not a bona fide wide receiver one. You know, he's not that DeAndre Hopkins body type. So he is a security blanket. He's he's much more Edelman than he is Hopkins. Mm -hmm. So I think he does take a step back. I think they will spread the ball up more next season. But the one thing he will continue to have in his corner is his red zone presence. He is the red zone guy, uh, and that's going to be a valuable position. So I think he is still wide receiver one next season. 
top five, I'm skeptical. Yeah. Coming in at numero trace, we have Julio Jones, a perennial top receiver. 99 receptions, almost 1,400 yards. It's close. Yeah. Only six <laughs> receiving touchdowns. Yeah. Man, um, this is the story of Julio Jones. He gets so much yardage, and he just cannot seem to score that many touchdowns. It's annoying. It's annoying. I had Julio Jones this year and just he the first three weeks he had four touchdowns in the first three weeks. I was like, this is his year. (laughs) He's going to do it. He's getting the touchdowns. I was so excited about it. And then no touchdowns until week 15. Yeah, no, that's the Julio Jones experience. Um, I will say he's consistent. You know, that's what you can come to come to expect. And I think this is, you know, a really good baseline for what Julio Jones is. If he's healthy, I think this is floor. Honestly, I think this is what he'll get you. Um, And this is a down year once again for wide receivers. I think this is a very attainable. I think this stat line next season is going to be like wide receiver seven. Yeah, I'll believe that too. And and I think it has something to do with the Falcons having an off year as well. Right. Uh, Calvin Ridley, being, uh, Matt Ryan being hurt, just that whole situation there is just yeah. ugly. Yeah, agreed. Uh, he was taken as the third overall receiver preseason and as the wide receiver three. He delivered on that. <laughs> I you guess, yeah. You, three, you got him at three, so way to go. Yep. That's what we predicted. So, yeah, hey, yeah. spot on. Hey, hey, ho, ho. Uh, next up, we have Chris Godwin. Um, people, I'm, I'm not going to say people. I'm going to say everybody was expecting Everyone, yeah. Chris Godwin to break out this season. Uh, but nobody expected him to be the number one receiver up until he got hurt. Um, he was an absolute stud this season. Uh, just truly, truly shocking. Not number one. I take that back. He was number two behind Michael two, Thomas. Yeah. Um among regular humans, he was the number one receiver. Yep. No, just spectacular performance, and we had a little bit of everything. We had the big plays. We had the possession receiver aspect to him. You know, he showed just a, a game-breaking ability that really nobody expected. He took a major, mm-hmm. major leap forward, and I think it's completely repeatable. You know, I don't think any of it's fluky. I think the only thing that's kind of up in the air is the quarterback situation. Yeah. Yep. It, it's... If they get a quarterback that likes likes to take as much uh, risk as James Winston, I think Godwin can have another great year. Well, uh, I mean, I, I want to interject there. They will be getting a quarterback who will sling it. I mean, that's, yeah, that's the Bruce Arians yeah. system. And it doesn't yeah. even need to be risky, just a downfield thrower. So yeah. I, I think, if anything, he could he could get better um, with a more accurate that's quarterback. Scary. I mean, can you imagine a Josh Allen and a Chris Godwin? Yeah, that's terrifying. That's a world awesome. I want to live in. That's awesome uh yeah so you know i i do expect you know maybe not this again but i think he could be a top five you know and that wouldn't surprise me um yeah really like him he did show real talent so i don't think it was fluky i don't think it was like a peyton hillis season for those of you who remember peyton hillis he was a running back who came out of nowhere and then disappeared just as fast no i think 13 or something yeah, yeah, I think Chris Godwin's here to stay. So I'm a big fan. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does next year. At number one, no surprise here, Michael Thomas. Who would have guessed it? By and far the best wide receiver this year. 1,725 yards, 
nine touchdowns week in week out he was a champion so if you drafted wow. him congratulations people i mean myself i drafted Devonta adams before michael thomas you know i just saw him as being safer mm-hmm. you know people who were drafting tyreek hill ahead of michael thomas julio you know what I think the doubt is gone. People saw him more as a high receptions guy than a, a big game guy. Well, he proved everybody wrong. Michael Thomas is the number one. And because of his involvement, 149 receptions. Unbelievable. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's more than double Kenny Galladay's receptions. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, there's 10 out of the 16 games he played, he had over 100 yards as well. He ended the year with... Uh, 1,725 total yards, receiving yards. So that's also an insane stat. Yeah, Michael Thomas, you are a stud. Congratulations on the elite season, and hopefully we will see it again next season. Some notable absences to this top 10 list. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a lot of them, and there's a lot of big ones. First off, uh, pour one out for my fallen homie, Devontae Adams. ADP... Eighth pick of the first round. Ooh, I fell in that trap. Um, yeah, he me was too. he was supposed to be the safest wide receiver. Yeah, that's that's oh. what we predicted. His involvement yeah. was great when he played, but you know he got hurt, and it unfortunately mm-hmm. in fantasy football, if you're not playing, you're not getting points. So. Yeah, I would say the majority oh. of of these of this list is due to injury. Yeah, to themselves that, or quarterback. Yeah, uh, another absence: Tyree Kill a bona fide number one receiver mm-hmm. this season got hurt and fell apart. Tyree kill. Sorry to see you go. My friend, I do expect you to return to the top 10 next yeah. year. Juju Smith Schuster had a incredible season two seasons ago. This season, not bad. so much. I, really I will attribute that to big Ben getting hurt. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there was controversy before the season, can he be a true number one without Antonio Brown? And we'll never know. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll see next year if it's Big Ben or somebody else. Odo Beckham Jr., people, yourself included, were going crazy for Odell. Um, I was he's excited. on the Browns. He's going to change yeah. these with Odell. Odell, Baker Mayfield. I was also excited about Jarvis Landry. I just want to you that. were. Wait, wait, yeah. to, wait to throw that out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Odo Beckham Jr. fell flat on his face. He was awful this season. I mean, he was he was droppable. Not only was mm-hmm. he bad, but he was droppable. So bad. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel about him next year. I don't know where I, he's going to go. I want him to go to the 49ers. That would be ridiculous. I've said it before. I've never been a fan of drafting Odo Beckham on my team. So I've never had him on my team before. Uh, and I think that trend is it's going to stay true. I don't want any interest in it. You know, I, I'm kind of ruined when it comes to Otto Beckham Jr. Here's a story. It's probably my favorite fantasy football experience. His rookie season, I had a player who was hurt, so I needed to pick somebody up off waivers. I pick up the rookie, Otto Beckham Jr. I'm like, you know, I just needed to do something. You know, just score a touch and I'll be happy. Well, he scores two touchdowns. I'm like, okay, this Otto Beckham Jr. kid, you know, he, he could be in and he missed the first couple of games of the season due to an injury. So, mm-hmm. you know, he was, he was on waivers undrafted. Yeah. And he crushed it the entire season. The catch was awesome. I watched that live and it was incredible. 
it's hard to repeat that level of happiness. You know, that's that's oh, that's like a couple a, years ago already, man. That's like a Christmas when you're like seven. Nothing beats your seventh Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> your seventh you're, Christmas. You're little enough where all the toys are still big and fun. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. So tough to live up to that. Odell Beckham Jr. I think he's on the downswing. He'll be better than he was this year. He was dealing with a sports hernia. Uh, and this yeah. this Browns team is just a gigantic God awful. season. So God I'm awful. optimistic next season, but man, the the fever around him this this season was was mm-hmm. frightening. I'm curious to see where the Browns end up. Yeah, I mean it all depends on on where he goes uh, next year, where he's at. But I think that he can be overlooked next year, depending on the yeah. team. Yeah, yeah, I think you're exactly right. Keep an eye out for that. We'll talk about that uh, in a long ways away. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Uh, Mike Evans, you know, he was Just a top receiver for a while. Um, yeah. Injury, that's what took him out. Enough mm-hmm. said. Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Man. When I put that down, I just laughed. The only thing, I, I it's hard to make a joke because there's so many options. There's a lot. Um, yeah, he, he had a bad year, and I think uh, his career yeah. is over. So well, his need- football career is over. Uh, it looks like he's getting into boxing now. So, oh, he had a music yeah. video out recently too. He had a music video. He's trying to fight Logan Paul. Yeah, I think he realized there's not a whole lot he's good at, so he's trying yeah. everything. So, yep. I wish him all the best and all the psychiatric help he can afford. Yeah, he kind of needs it. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, another notable omission. You know, sorry, Andrew Luck, <laughs> Jacoby Brissett, yeah. not the answer. T.Y. Hilton was also hurt. So a, mm-hmm. a perfect storm of uh, not Bad being luck. a top receiver. Yep. Andrew, let's get into some performance reviews. Let's do it. A big performance this season that I believe in is Devontae Parker. He crushed it this season, yeah. number seven overall. I think he's a fantastic player. I think he turned a real corner, and he's somebody I believe in next season. You know, he went from undrafted to number seven. That's crazy. Number freaking seven, man. I I don't think he will be that good again, but I think he could be a wide receiver one. So I'm curious to see what his draft price is. If people do believe 100% in him, if they're, you know, passively accepting of him, I think he's legit and I think he's here to stay. Devontae Parker, big 2019. Count me in moving forward. There you go. Uh, I'm going to go with someone that's kind of, to me, went under the radar. Uh, So this is a guy who kind of broke out. It's Cole Beasley. I'm going to punch you right in the face. It's not Cole Beasley. I really wanted to put down Cole Beasley, but I didn't. Uh, I put Allen Robinson. Put Allen Robinson. Finished just outside the top 10, uh, the 11th wide receiver of the year. Uh, Put up 98 receptions, 1,147 yards, and 7 TDs. Uh, That's with Mitch Trubisky. And... As you know, Mitch Trubisky did not have a good year at all. So imagine what Allen Robinson can do with a great quarterback. So, yeah, I have faith in Allen Robinson. I think if you drafted him, he performed very well for you this season. I still got faith. I think he's talented. Uh, The only problem with him going into the season is that he was injury prone, didn't miss a game this whole year. So, Allen Robinson. Yeah, that's that's a really good one. Uh, A big performance that I'm not as much of a believer in is Cooper Cup. You know, I, I think 
his number four finish this season is a bit of a mirage. Mm -hmm. And I think it really was a factor of Jared Goff not being able to throw to anybody else. You know, if if this O-line improves, I think he's going to utilize Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, and Tyler Higbee. And that'll obviously be less for Cooper Cup. He was the only show in town, and he was kind of a vacuum for targets this season. So I think he'd take a step back. He is still a fantastic receiver. I think he will score a bucket load of touchdowns i think that's going to be his role but i think he's he'll be lucky to get in the top 10 next season all right um i'm gonna go with curtis samuel as that a big performance you don't believe in curtis Samuel. this is the first time he's been fantasy relevant in his career this is the first time he's been fantasy relevant he's very touchdown dependent uh and with the whole situation with you know quarterback being quite i don't know you don't i don't know who's going to be quarterback next year uh the coach is different i don't think that curtis samuel uh can be a fantasy relevant wide receiver i want him to be i don't think he's going to be that player i think he's going to be the type of player where he's going to have one or two good games and you're going to pick him up off the waivers and you're going to be disappointed so i'm going curtis samuel finished 35th wide receiver this year i want to point out yeah. You said in his career. He was drafted in 2017. So yes. It's let's... not a long career, but this is the first time he's been fantasy relevant. I think this is about as good as he's going to get. Uh, yeah. No, I don't I don't agree with you. I think he's going to trend upward. Um, okay. You know, I, I think – I don't know a lot about the new Panthers head coach, uh, Mr. Rule, but – you know, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, uh, maybe I'm being a little dramatic, but I think there's a lot of similarities between Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Chris Ooh. Godwin is the small speedster. Um, and Mike Evans, you know, I think there's some similarities between DJ Moore and Mike Evans. So, you know, I, I do think, I certainly see where you're coming from. You know, I think you can look at him and think a fluky player. And I, yeah. a lot of his production this season was pretty fluky. I think in a, a better situation with a much better quarterback, I think Curtis Samuel can be the real deal. I mean, I think this offense can support two wide receivers. Um, if Cam's back, you know, even if it's, you know, if Jameis Winston comes to the Panthers. Oh, um, yeah, no, I, I, I like Curtis Samuel. I think the talent is real. I don't think his, his, I don't think his, talent is the problem i think it's the involvement so yeah I see I where think as, from. Of, as of right now i don't think curtis samuel can do it because just on the situation where we're at um but anything could change like you said if james winston goes to the panthers i'm gonna start liking curtis samuel a little bit more but as of right now no a bad performance that i think will continue to be bad i have mike williams from the Ooh. chargers when he was really drafted, like he was a he was a high draft pick. People believed in him. They thought he was going to be great. Well, since coming into the NFL, he has underperformed. He has been hurt. And unfortunately, you know, maybe not even entirely his fault, Philip Rivers has been a bust. Yeah. You know, this is a a team with a lot of really good receiving options. You know, Austin Eckler, Melvin Gordon, Hunter Henry, Keenan Allen. So we, we knew he would be fighting for scraps, but that's really what you've gotten if you've drafted Mike Williams. Scraps. So he's not somebody that I believe in. 
I think this season is a good signifier of what he is. He's a he's a big play guy. He's a touchdown guy. He's a huge body, but not somebody I I want to trust in my lineup. All right, um, that's a pretty good one. I'm gonna go with Auden Tate. What? Where are you picking these people? I oh, think this is wrong with you, Andrew. He's the guy I'm who struggled. Heart out there. He's gonna continue to struggle. I say Cooper Cup as someone I yeah. don't believe in, and yeah. you throw out Curtis Samuel. Yep. Auden Tate. Auden Tate nice. had yep the th- number the three receiver for the Bengals. I mean, he wasn't awesome. number three the entire season because Ross got injured. Mm-hmm. AJ Green was right. out. It was He's Auden Tate's four. time. He was the fourth receiver on his team. You jerk. Yeah, if everyone played, he was the number four. But everyone got injured. It was only Tyler Boyd that did better. Plus, there was a game where Tyler Boyd got injured that was weak. Hey, uh, hey, 11. Brendan, do you see where I'm losing my mind over this? Yeah, All yeah, right. a little bit. No, <laughs> yeah, no. That's week that's eleven. Week eleven. Tyler Boyd gets injured, right? So Auden Tate's the number one receiver. What does he do? Puts up fifty yards. That's it. I I think he. I don't think he's going to be good at all i remember midweek or mid-season we said Auden tate could be a good guy a good option uh and he wasn't so i think he's that player yeah. that's going to continue to struggle i'm not changing my answer to uh, chris hogan the wide receiver for carolina oh um, come on Auden just, tate was I one just, of the top oh, he was one he of the top it. waiver picks of pickups mid-season he man had eight receptions this season this when chris John hogan ross guy got, no so i just no. i just don't see him repeating no it. no when when john ross got injured Auden tate became one of the top waiver pickups of the season you said it yourself you we did a whole mm-hmm. segment on waiver pickups you said Auden tate was going to be the guy and he wasn't i, I actually still love Auden tate um he's somebody that in dynasty leagues i'm very high on um but wow, as you yeah, can tell, I'm way, not. To, way to really put but, yourself out there, my friend. Yeah, 40 <laughs> receptions, 575 yards, and one TD. He had this was his this is was his opportunity to show that he could be a good wide receiver, and he just didn't on show it. On the Brown or on the on the Bengals. Well, the Bengals, yeah. With whoever the crap was throwing him the ball. It's your favorite Andy Dalton. Not early on. It wasn't, it wasn't early on, but still. Oh, Andrew. That's just... Actually, early on was one of his better, kind of his better weeks. Uh, I, I actually still really like him. Um, no. I don't blame you whatsoever. He was he was taken in the seventh round, 253rd overall in 2018. So, yeah, way to, way to Listen, pile on the I can't find porch, another yeah. guy who's, who jerk. struggled this season who I think is going to continue to struggle. Uh, I will stop harping on it because I, I, I don't think people care anymore. You want me to change my answer? I can no. change it to, to No, I want, you to be, I want you to be stuck with that. A right. bad performance this season that I don't think will continue. So a bounce back player. Yeah. I have Odell Beckham Jr. I, yep. he, he's one of those players where he likes to do his own thing. He likes to do his own workouts, wear his mm-hmm. own special shoes. There's some teams where that works and there's some teams where it doesn't. If he's on a team where, you know, they let him be his weird self, you know, just focus on football. You can wear your stupid shoes. You can do whatever you want. Just show up on Sundays. I think he can really succeed. You know, I was joking a little bit about the 49ers. You know, if he went to the Patriots, I mean, can you imagine that? You know, I I think he, his talent isn't gone. 
you know, he was dealing with injuries. And unfortunately, I think he does seem to get caught up in, you know, his mood, you know, similar to Cam Newton, you know, when things are good, things are going really, really good when they're going bad, it snowballs. So I I think that's something Odo Beckham Jr. is, I think that's something he has as well. So I think hopefully he goes to a different team. I just don't see him succeeding in Cleveland. Um, So I think he can bounce back in a major, major way. Yep, I agree. I also put down Odell Beckham there. Oh, see, I agree with you there. Yeah. Yep, yep. (laughs) That was probably the best option there. Oh, man. Well, cool. Andrew, that wraps up our top 10 wide receivers from 2019. I want to thank everybody for listening so much. If you're still with us, that means you accidentally subscribed or you're related to us. But we greatly, greatly appreciate it. Uh, and we really look forward to breaking down more players, more positions, and Tight getting ready for the 2020 season. Thank you. Enjoy the playoff football and go pack go.